Welcome aboard, space travelers. Please lower your harness and keep your hands and arms inside the vehicle at all times. Prepare for blast-off. Welcome to the first ever Discover DLP podcast with myself, Nick. And myself, Paul. Ah, well, thank you very much for joining, downloading, streaming it, whatever you're doing, listening to this podcast. Um, This is the first one, and this is something that myself and Paul have been talking about for a few months now. Yeah, I think so. I think it was was kind of back, uh, kind of when we started talking about our trip. Mm. Um, and started planning that, we kind of looked at it and went, well, we're kind of going to be out there quite a lot between the service and the next next 18 months or so. And we thought, well, maybe we should start talking about DLP a little bit more. Yeah, I think yeah, I think, I think that kind of sums it up quite well. And uh, you probably recognise our voices from... Um, uh, the, uh, I can't even remember what the, the bloody podcast is called now. Do's After Dark, <laughs> that's the one. It's been a while. Um, it's not been that long at all. There's no excuse for it. Um, so, yeah, so you, you might recognise us from that or some of the other podcasts that we do as part of the After Dark Podcast Network. But with this, we wanted to... And, and we talk about Disneyland Paris on This After Dark. Yeah. But we appreciate as well that there is an audience, because it's, it's a global podcast. Like We have people listening from you know all parts of the world, which is really fantastic. But... Um, because of that, we do know there are people that don't want to hear about Disneyland Paris stuff. Um, and also, we know we have an audience that like us talking about Disneyland Paris when other people don't like us too. So we thought this is a way... We're still going to keep talking about that stuff over on Dis After Dark. But at the same time, this is a podcast if all you care about is Disneyland Paris. Yeah. And I think we're going we're gonna to look at it a different way to the way we do on after dark as well i think i think we're gonna we're gonna be looking at more probably behind the scenes stuff and 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 the past more than we are kind of what's happening currently yeah so we will look at that stuff as well um but this is kind of us our geeky side of, of the theme parks more than anything yeah i think i think that's a good way of of discussing it and also as well in which in a move that's either going to make people turn off right now or uh, continue listening and hopefully spread it out a bit more is unlike disaster art this is going to be a more family friendly show so there's not going to be so much cursing um it's going to be i wouldn't say more serious i like to still have fun with it but yeah as you said you know we're looking more at you know Disneyland Paris as a as a whole park and its history as well as its future. So it's not going to be the same as what we've done before. So um, I hope you you give us a chance uh, and and hope you enjoy it. And another thing as well, I think whenever you start a new podcast is feedback. So if anyone is listening to this, um, we would love to hear your thoughts on it. And we've already got our Twitter account set up. Yep. 
Um, and it is at Discover DLP. Uh, Discover DLP Pod, I think it is. Right. If I remember rightly. There you go. Um, so you can message us on there. We've also got an email address set up at the same, but it's at gmail.com. Um, so if you want to email us, if you don't have Twitter, then you can contact us there. Um, but yeah, so I, I thought this first episode, I wanted to kind of, although again, it's something we've talked about previously, um, almost for those people that haven't heard, you know, our history with, with Disneyland Paris, um, I thought it'd be good for our listeners here to, you know, know a bit more about us and, you know, what Disneyland Paris means to us and, you know, when we first went and, and memories like that. So, um, Paul, um, do you want to go first? Yeah, well, I, uh, as I've mentioned on that, I was quite a, a late incomer on, on Disney as a whole. Um, I'd never been as a youngster. Um, my first trip to Florida wasn't until 2007. <laughs> There's the drink opening for drink those opening. that yeah. <laughs> missed that. that. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I didn't go to Florida until 2007. That was my first trip. And my first trip to Paris wasn't actually until 2011. Um, but it's kind of it stuck with me. That was It was actually for my first wedding anniversary. Okay. Um, so it was quite a big thing. Lisa, my wife, had already been. She'd been probably not long after you first went, Nick. Um and she she'd obviously knew about it, but it had changed. There was an extra park, and and everything. And, we, and we've been going back. I think we've been back nearly probably every year since, um, at least on one trip, um, whether it be me by myself or with Lisa, and now the extended family with our, our little boy. Um, I think we've we've been more or less every year, um, for at least a couple of days. Okay. When did you go, um, this is going off topic, which is a trademark of our show generally, but um, when you first went to Florida, um, when did you go? What, what time of year? Uh, we went Christmas. Uh, we'd gone, uh, we went for our first time there in um, September of 2007. So I thought we might have been at the parks at the same time, which would have been yeah. uh, freaky. Um, so yeah, as, as Paul alluded to, um, I... I first went to Disneyland Paris just a few months after it opened. I went in July. Um, in fact, I can tell you when it was. It was July 14th that I went in 1992. And I remember that because it was two days after my birthday. Um, so that, that, that's, that's, I'm not that nerdy that I can remember dates that well, unfortunately. But that was it. So I think at that park, at, at that time, the park had been open for, it opened on the 12th of April, didn't it? that year yes so it was a few months into operation at that point um and i still remember hearing uh vincent price at phantom manor which i didn't go which on which we will hear again <laughs> yes well Whee! we're definitely going to hear some of it at least yeah that's what the announcement said so um but yeah so i went there in 92 um and i went there again in 1995 completely by coincidence but i was there the week that uh, space mountain opened so there was a massive um celebrity parade that um the day that it opened um which was midweek and elson john was there and he was also doing a concert in disney village which i don't think they've ever done since it was a paid for concert you had to buy a ticket for it 
So I didn't go because uh, my dad was too tight. But um, <laughs> so that's what I remember about that trip. So I could, we could hear Elson John plan on, on the day we were leaving, but uh, or the night we were leaving. But um, yeah, didn't didn't get to see him in concert just in the parade. Um, and then I didn't go back for a long time, and it was two thousand and two that I went back just after the studios had opened. Um, I, I was seeing a girl and she'd never been at all. So for her 18th, we, we went away um, to Disneyland Paris. And it was at that time because I would have been um, 19. Yeah, I'd have been 19 at the time. So I was kind of, I was at that age where, I, you know, Disney was below me, like, you know, uh, I wouldn't go and see Disney films or anything like that because I was too old for all of it. Um, so, you know, I was rebellious teenage years, I think we all go to, but that reignited my interest in the parks, was going back. Um, and then, uh, on average, probably once a year, I'd go to the parks. I haven't actually been for 18 months, and this is the longest stretch that I've never been to Disneyland Paris um, since yeah. 2002. Um, just for for various reasons, but as Paul mentioned, um, we are going together in September to do Run Disney, which will be my first run, and will be your second Run Disney, third, third Run Disney. Are you the first? Oh, one, well, you? yeah, my third Run Disney par- uh, France, fourth yeah. altogether. Yeah, all right, show off. I so, need. Well, yeah, <laughs> I, the first one's nothing to write home about, so. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so so I've always I've always had an interest in it, and um, in 2012 we started doing me and um, a guy called Paul Boniface started doing um, this our dark podcast. At which point I've been listening to podcasts about Disney podcasts about six months or so to so a year, um, something like that, and was excited to to like be co-hosting a podcast and then I've actually been running it since 2000 and late 2015. So I've been doing podcasts for a long old time now, really. Um, but I'm glad that we're now doing one that's specifically about this. And I love all the podcasts that I do, but I think this is the park that I feel kind of closest to. Yeah. And it, it's, a, it's our home park, isn't it? We can yeah. be there in two hours. Yeah. Um, yeah, unlike getting on a flight to, to Florida or California or, or Tokyo for that matter, or Shanghai or, or Hong Kong, it's, it's the one that's literally on our doorstep. Yeah. So, so yeah, it is, it's the one that we're probably, we're always going to hold to, to different standards, I would say as well. Um, mainly due to the fact that it is the one that we, we kind of can have an influence on by buying an annual pass going back more than once a year mm. and, and things like that. Whereas for us, obviously living in the UK, going to to the US is once every, every blue moon for most people. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we, we obviously know people. I mean, I, I'm friends with um, some people that go twice a year to Orlando. Um, they don't have any kids. That's probably why. Um, as Paul says, yeah. you know, he's got one and I've got two. Um, it does make trips more expensive then. But, um, yeah, for most people, they won't do. Whilst I think, especially for people in the UK, Disneyland Paris is a park that can be done on a bit of a budget, really. Um, yeah. Because if you go to, I mean, 
Disneyland Paris, for those that haven't been, uh, but might have been to, to Disneyland in Anaheim, um, it's, it's quite similar in, in its size. So yeah. if anyone's ever been to, to Walt Disney World, I mean, that park is huge. Um, I think, I'm sure I was told that it was, that like the entire land that, that Walt Disney World is on is the size of Manchester. Yeah, is I believe it, it, it's bigger than the island of Manhattan. Yeah, I mean, it, it's ridiculous. I mean, that encompasses, obviously, the hotels and everything as, as well. Uh, but just to kind of give you an idea of, of, of scale, um, you can't walk to another park. No. Or you could, it would just take you hours. Um, whilst Disneyland Paris, you can walk from, you know, the studios park to uh, Disneyland itself in, you know, under five minutes. They yeah. are right next to each other. Um so yeah, so yeah, we we hold it dear. We do hold it dear. Um, and the thing is, and I I think this will probably come apparent as we kind of go into more detail about it. It's as much as we love it, we can also see criticism with it as well. So yeah, it's yeah. not gonna. It's not a perfect place. There's lots and lots of positives, but there are some things that they could do better um and you know at the moment they've announced they recently announced this massive expansion in the studios which is going to make that a much better experience than than what we have uh, at the current time so and things that they still haven't announced regarding that as well like there's still extra land that that's on those those artworks that they've mm. they've not even said what's going in in that extra land so we're still <laughs> we're still expecting more to come along as <laughs> The plans build. Yeah, and I mean, even with the the information that they've put out so far, it's it's also been a little bit vague as to what that stuff is. So you can see artist yeah. impressions, but you know what they actually decide to do and and what they build. You know, they still haven't really confirmed. They've confirmed a few details, yeah, um, but still not still not many. Um, so what we won't really get an idea until I think it's twenty twenty three is when it's aiming for completion. Yeah. So, you know, that's something that we'll go kind of go more into as these episodes go on. Um, but as a first one, I said I wanted this to kind of be like a bit of a taster, a bit of an introduction to ourselves. Um, but I suppose like a few questions that we probably could answer on this first one. Um, I'll, I'll obviously ask you first. Um, is there a particular attraction that's at Disneyland Paris that you, you know, is your must do when you go? Um, it's one, to be fair, it's one land that kind of always attracts me. And that's Frontierland. Um, I love, I love all versions of Big Thunder. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think Paris is, is probably the best. Um, I like the fact that you go out onto that, that little island. Um, and it's kind of set off by itself. And you get the views of the parks, which you do on the other ones as well. But I just think it's a great area that it's it's in. Um, and now, obviously, it's been upgraded. I know, Nick, you've not been on it since they've they've redone it. Um, but it's definitely got better. And we know there's actually issues with the, the ride um, since they've done the, the upgrade. That was announced at um, Inside Ears that the, the trains are running too quickly. Mm. Um and hopefully that'll be fixed. But there's, it's definitely noticeable that it is, it's a lot quicker than it was. Um, right. And then some of the special effects as well. But it's just still a great overall attraction, I think. And as I say, Paris is, is the best. 
and as we've we've already mentioned in the same same land, Phantom Manor, mm. um, it was tired. It did need some work doing, but it was still a great attraction. You go on and still see things that you haven't seen before. It's so detailed. Um, I'm really looking forward to seeing what they do with this this upgrade that they've been doing. Yeah, yeah, because it's, it's a long upgrade, isn't it? Yeah, well, it was originally meant to be opening before we we go out, but they pushed it back now until the beginning of next year. Yeah. Um, yeah, so it'll be down by the time it reopens. If they stick to that date, it would have been down for about a year because it was early January. Be more than closed. a year, was it? I thought it was. I thought it was not long after I I went out for the last run. Was it mm. January? I thought it was a bit earlier than that. You might be right. I I, I thought. I thought it might have been January this year, but you you could be right. I, I don't know. But regardless, I think they were aiming for about six or nine month refurb and it's going to take longer. Yeah. So yeah. Um, it will be interesting to see what they do with it. Um, and for those people that, that, that don't know, when we, we say Phantom Manor, so Phantom Manor is the Disneyland Paris version of the Haunted Mansion. Um, yeah. it is a, the ride itself, the ride vehicles are the same. It's a what they call an Omnimover attraction. Um, but the story is not related to the haunted mansions found in other Disney parks. So it's, no. but you know, there are some things which are, you know, the same or, or very similar at least. Um, but there are other things which are completely different. So, um, it ties into a, a, a bigger story with the rest of the land. Yeah. There's like a whole backstory with, um, that, well, that, that section of Frontierland is known as Thunder Mesa. Yeah, uh, and there's a whole backstory that kind of ties in Big Thunder Mountain and Phantom Manor. Yeah, and if anybody's read the the Big Thunder Mountain comics that they did a few years ago, that actually ties into to Phantom Manor more than it does the Big Thunders in the in the US. I didn't realise that. Yeah. Oh, interesting. I don't know if that's because when they were coming up with, you know, Disneyland Paris and and what they were doing with the lands, that they thought about giving it an overall kind of theme um, yeah i think and it's not to take away from big thunder mountains you know elsewhere but it does feel with that backstory that there's more purpose to it rather than there's a mine train ride over there yeah which i think it, yeah and, it does it, and i think like. it, it expands to to the restaurants as well i think the restaurants and everything along that 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 far wall mm. um there's a few restaurants along there, and then there's a couple of other little bits that are, are kind of tied into it as well. And I think that that expands the whole story that about Thunder Messer. Hmm. Yeah. And how about yourself, Nick? Are there, are there any rides that stand out for you or attractions? Um, I, I would have to go with Armageddon at the studios. I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> I don't want him to switch off already. Um, we, we will talk. I'm sure we will talk about Armageddon in a future episode because I think that'd be quite fun to talk about as as uh as a like an opening day attraction for the studios to, like I, it's incredible that it's still there um for me uh, i don't know what i would choose i mean there's a few i i think i'd go with pirates of the caribbean um yeah. it was it was the first version you know because it was the first disney park i went to it was the first version that i went on um and i think I think most people think that Disneyland uh, original in Anaheim is the the best version of that ride, and it's slightly longer than a Paris version. But 
Um, I did remember going on the the one in Magic Kingdom for the first time in in Walt Disney World. Um, it just felt a lot shorter than the Disneyland Paris yeah. one. And yeah, I've always I've always loved that attraction. Um, I was really fond of some of the other attractions that were at Disneyland Paris when it first opened, which are no longer there. Um, some of the ones that were original attractions as well. So yeah. they're kind of unique when they first opened. Um, but I think we'll, we'll save that for another episode because I think we'll kind of look into the history a bit more. But yeah, I think for me, Pirates is is the one um, that when I go and it's closed, I get disappointed. Can you believe it? I think I went on four trips to three different parks and every single time Pirates was closed. Oh my God. Couldn't How's believe it. Luck? Literally. Yeah, literally. California, it was closed. Um, Walt Disney World, it was closed. And then Paris, it was closed twice. Um, okay. I, have been, I have been on the one in California. The first time I went out to California, I managed to get on that. And I have been on the Walt Disney World one mm. as well. But yeah, literally Paris for, for ages was, was closed. But I did manage to get on it before it closed for the long refurb. Because um, they closed that not long after the first run Disney um, and it was back open again by last year um, when run Disney was on. So I've managed to, to do both versions in Paris now. Yeah. Um, Cause for a long time, it was the only version that didn't have any connection to the films. Yes. Which is obviously uh, after that refurb has now changed. So it's, it's got some yes, but, animatronics. Yeah, it has, but there's, there's less in that one. There's, I think there's only two Jack Sparrows. And one Barbosa, which isn't anywhere else. It's a, a completely new animatronic. Okay. Um, cool. that no one else has got. So um, there is a version of Barbosa in in the US ones, but it's a it's a different figure. Right. Yeah. So. Okay. Interesting. Um, I would have asked you next what your your favourite land is, but we've kind of answered that one. Um, yeah. I would say for me, my favourite land has always been. Discoveryland, yeah. Not because of the attractions in it necessarily, um, because there's some great attractions there and some not so good ones. Um, but just the actual theming of it, um, I've always loved neon and that kind of fifties retro kind of thing. Um, and I mean, when it first opened, it was although it had that neon there as well, it was also kind of influenced more on Jules Verne um, and that kind of influence to it which you see in some of the attractions still to this day um, that influence still being there but that kind of like 50s neon I've always liked and at night um, I think it's it's by far the most beautiful land that they've got yeah and the and the reason for the name of our podcast well yeah that as well um, so. Yeah, so it'd have been a bit of a cop out if I said fancy land, wouldn't it? I suppose. <laughs> um, if we look at the studios, um, what would you say is your favourite attraction in the studios? Um, I'm I'm going to go one that isn't um, unique to to Paris. I'm going to go Rock and Roller Coaster probably, um, even though it is a shortened version to the one in. in in the US parks, it's it's still a great ride and a great roller coaster. And I know this has been something we talk about on another episode. That it's getting a retheme, but hopefully the the attraction itself won't change that much. 
Yeah, I don't. I don't think it necessarily will change that much. I think they're going to try and keep it similar to what it is now. Again, I yeah. think you know it's coming up to you know about eighteen years old now. Um, so yeah, you could probably do with a bit of a, a refurb with the, the the track and that. But um, yeah, I hope they don't change it too much in, in terms of what the ride is like. But uh, a refresh should be would be good and it'll be rethinked yep. to um marvel so or yes. the avengers specifically so um yeah i'm 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 down with that being a replacement to to aerosmith um for me again it would have probably gone to an attraction that isn't there anymore but um that'll be saved so with attractions that are still there now i think i would probably say Crushes Coaster? The one ride that I've never been on. Well, yeah, because it always has such big queues. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think I'd say that, which is a unique one. Yeah. Um, it's tough because I, t- I really, and I know it's not popular, but I really like the backstage tour, which I know is not, again, that's not going to be there for much longer because that is going to be um, swallowed up by the expansion. Um, but I, I quite like the old school feel of it. Um, and for those that haven't been, it's it's supposed to be like um, a backstage tour. It's it's changed a lot over the years. Like when it first opened, you used to go through like um, the costuming department, not literally that's inside a building, but you used to go past it and you used to have a, a big exposed window where you could see people working on costumes and stuff like that. And um, you see props from Disney films. Um, admittedly, the vehicles that they've got there probably haven't been updated since about two thousand and three. Um, but, 102 uh, Dalmatians yeah probably the latest one I remember there, there was a sec- there's, there's a section of it where you go past a load of props from Dinotopia a, a TV miniseries that literally no one remembers but yeah. they were like singing it like it was a big deal at the time um, and also of course it's final segment is based on the film that had just come out when it had first opened which is Reign of Fire which is yeah. again a film that most people don't remember particularly well that had dragons. It's a it's an extremely well done um, set that you drive on, yeah. uh, and see like it looks really good. But yeah, it's for a film that that no one really remembers that well. Um, and it's got a video commentary from uh, Jeremy Irons and Julie Delpe. Yeah, both looking quite young. Yeah, uh, Jeremy Irons. I'd say I'd argue even even more so. Um, but yeah, so I, I I do I do really like that. There's just something about it. It's not essential for you to go on every time, but no. there is that. Um, but yeah, little, little secret for you, Nick. Mm-hmm. You'll get to run through it. Oh, beautiful! September, beautiful. Oh, I can't wait. That will be an absolute treat. Um, I didn't even mention the best bit of that, which is Catastrophe Canyon, which is the same as for those that have been. Um, that used to be a segment on the similar tour that they used to have in Disney's MGM slash Hollywood Studios before that was removed a few years ago. Um, so it's an almost like for like, yeah. and that's still there currently. So if you're planning to go to Disneyland Paris, make sure you do that because, um, yeah, it's not going to be there for much longer in its in its uh, current form at least. Yeah. Yeah, no, I agree. I, I enjoy going on it on, on occasion. And as I said, it's, it's really quite fun to to be able to run through it. Mm. So, yeah. Were there any, you know, it's the first one, so I don't want to 
uh, you know, ask too many questions, but was there anything that you wanted to to ask at this stage? Well, let, let's talk a little bit about the the outside of the the parks. We haven't we haven't touched on the the the, the hotels and and Disney Village as it is now. Mm-hmm. Um, may not be for much longer, but no. the let's talk hotels. Which which is your favourite of the the on site hotels that you've stayed in? That's a tough one. I've not stayed in that many hotels, and I haven't been back here since its refurb. But because it was the first hotel I ever stayed in uh, on Disney property anywhere in the world, I've always had um, a piece of my heart at the Cheyenne, the Hotel Cheyenne, um, which is a Western themed hotel. It was recently refurbed to um, Toy Story. Yes. So not completely changed. It's more inside the rooms that it's been it's been modified. Um, yeah. But when you go there, it looks like you're in a Western film set. Yeah. It does look like an old Western town. It's very yeah. well done. Um, so it was my first ever Disney hotel. And yeah, I love the theming of it. It's not the, it's not the best hotel. Of course it's not. But um, yeah, I, I've always got a soft spot for it. And that's, that's one of the reasons why. But I, I think it's a nice hotel. And I think it's on the lower end. It's not the, the cheapest Disney hotel. Um, no. It's only it's a two-star resort. Basically, just means that it hasn't got a swimming pool. Um, yeah. That's what that... It loses a star for. It doesn't have a, a, an on-site pool. Um, but I think it's a really nice hotel for you to stay in. Um, it's not air-conditioned, but you do have ceiling fans. So, you, you know, it, you... Does you can make it fairly cold in there, um, certainly enough for the summer at least. Um, and it's not too far to walk. I think, I think they describe it on the website as being fifteen twenty minutes. I think it's ten to fifteen personally, yeah. but that might you know I think that comes down to your own personal you know speed. So, yeah. but it's not too far. It's quite a nice walk to the parks. I yeah. think. So yeah. what about what about yourself? Well, I've I've stayed at four of the on-site hotels now. So, first time I went, I stayed at the Santa Fe, then Sequoia Lodge, mm-hmm. then the Cheyenne, which is how I met you guys. Mm-hmm. Um, was was my trip report from when we stayed at the Cheyenne, and then the last trip we stayed at, at Newport Bay after that had been refurbed as well. Oh, okay. Um, so in my pick, I'm actually going to pick Sequoia Lodge. Um. I love love the feeling of it. It's kind of like a if anybody stayed at like the Wilderness Lodge or the Grand Californian, um, it's very similar to those. It's kind of the the redwood grand forests of of the US. Um, it's kind of based on a, a lodge that you would find in one of those those forests, and it's it's kind of themed to some of the the forest animals like Chippendale, um, some of the animals Bambi, yeah. um, flower. Um, is very it's very heavily based on on kind of those four characters, um, and I just love the feeling. I, I kind of like the the dark wood look. It's it's kind of cozy, especially for people that are going during the the later months of the year or or the early early months of the year. Um, it's very cozy. There's there's fires in in the lounges and and things like that. And and I just I kind of love that feeling of of kind of being warm and cozy after mm. a day at a a cold park. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, it's the one hotel that 
um, my wife, my wife wants to, uh, to desperately stay at, um, even more so like, you know, considering that, you know, neither of us went for the Disneyland hotel, which is the, the premium hotel on property. Um, and we'll talk about that in just a second, but, um, that's the hotel that she really wants to stay for. So, um, we're looking to go back next year as a family, but, um, my son, and we, I've talked about him on this after dark, my son is autistic, um, quite severely autistic. So he's nonverbal. Um, that, you know, he, he finds it hard to, um, communicate and stuff like that. So he can be, um, he really likes going to the parks, but it, it can be quite difficult for him and quite overwhelming. So, um, we would probably go be going back with um, his his grandmother, um, which is good because I really get on with her, luckily. Um, but um, so I don't think we'll be able to stay at Sequoia Lodge on that trip because I think there's rooms that you. I'm not sure if they've got rooms actually for more than four people. Um, I know some of the hotels do. They 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 don't advertise them very well on the on the website you normally have to phone them direct if you've got requirements like that um yeah so you might have to look at something like david crockett or santa fe has adapted rooms um yes. but yeah we, we we do want to stay at sequoia lodge so the next time that if we go away together just the two of us then that's where we're gonna have to go because i promise her that if that's what she yeah. wants that that's what i'll do for her and and on that note i suppose we should say we are having a meetup in september at the Sequoia Lodge, hopefully. That is the plan. That is the plan. So, yes. Um, and hopefully it's going to be a joint one with with a friend of mine. Um, if anybody is into the, the Run Disney stuff and you watch the, some of the YouTube channels, um, Res Runs, Gerald Resnick, hopefully we're going to be able to do a joint, joint meet-up with him. Um, we're kind of working on it. I'm leaving that all in your capable hands because I, yeah. I don't personally know him. So, yeah. um, But yes, that, that is the... The plan so it's kind of i mean it's it will be more a dis after dark meetup i suppose because this yeah. show will not have that many episodes by the time we do run disney um and who knows we might have 10 people listen to this or we might have a similar audience of dis after dark i do not know but regardless um it'll be it'll be quite nice because the one good thing about um doing podcasts and, and stuff like that is that you do meet you know similar minded individuals um and you obviously do go to the same places that they like to do because they like to do yeah. disney trips as well so it will be good to actually meet some of the people that um listen to the podcast so yeah that will be one of those kind of bonus highlights of a of a trip like that um i'm really looking forward to run disney actually i mean it'll be my first ever run event i've not done uh, a proper run anywhere else i've not done any kind of tough mudders or um race no. for lives or any of these kind of things so um it's going to be a fun experience like that but um for you and me like it'll be the first time we do anything like this so yep. um as paul said i mean i think we've been podcasting together now for about two and a half years coming up to three years yeah 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 but i think it is just just coming up two and a half first time i think it's it's just coming up three since the first time i was on the show right so, so yeah, so although we've known each other for a good while, we only actually met for the first time earlier this year when yeah. we did a Disaster Dark meetup 
with just just us all getting together in the same room because we most of us hadn't all met each other or been in the same room with each other for a long time. So uh, that was really good. Um, yep. And yeah, we got on, which was good. <laughs> yeah. It wasn't, let's be honest, it wasn't too much of a surprise because if no. you talk to somebody for that amount of time, you think you would get on, but you never yeah. know. Um, and it just so happened that um, you were doing this event. Um, I thought after hearing you talk about it the last two times, I'd really like to do it. And it just worked out yeah. that um, that I could go. And um, yeah, because you'd already booked accommodation, I've yeah. I basically just snuck in. Yeah, so. which, is, which is no problem. It's better than me spending three days by myself out there. Touche, touche. So. Um, but yeah, so that, that'd that be really good. Um, but yeah, the Disneyland Hotel, I mean, we'll, we'll talk about the other hotels um, on future episodes, but I think if you're talking hotels, you have to talk about the Disneyland Hotel because um, am I right in saying it's the only Disney hotel which overlooks Main Street? Um. No, there's the, the Tokyo Hotel. I wasn't sure uh, if, if it did or but not. But it isn't at the main gate. Right. It's it's a bit further away, but it is literally, you can look straight down Main Street from it, but not in the close capacity as, as Disneyland Paris. I mean, you literally come out of the hotel, if you come out of the right lift, at least, um, and you're at the ticket gate. Yeah. You know, that is how close you are to it. If, if you've got a a suite, there is actually a lift that opens at the gate. Um, so you don't even have to walk anywhere. It literally opens and underneath the hotel. <laughs> and it's it's very much... Um, so I've, 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 I've not stayed at, but I've been to all the hotels on property. Except the New York, actually. I never went in New York for some reason, but I went to Newport Bay and I went to Sequoia Lodge. Um and a Disneyland hotel is, is a fantastic hotel to, to walk around. Um, but it's got a very distinct smell. Yes. More so. I mean, the other hotels, like the, the Sequoia and Newport Bay uh, and New York, do have their own kind of sense as well. But just the Disneyland hotel definitely seems for me to be the most prominent. Yes. Uh, it's literally, as soon as you walk in the door, you can smell. Yeah. Yeah, and they actually, it's actually produced by a company called Lampberger. I've probably yeah. pronounced it completely incorrectly. Um, who makes sense? Um, yeah. And um, they're the ones that actually do it. So you can actually buy the smell from them. It's called amber powder. Yeah. Uh, and it's an, it's an, an actual oil. Um, you do get people that say, this Yankee candle smells like it a little bit. Yeah, there are candles you can buy that smell a little bit like it. But that is the actual smell that they use yep. in the hotel. And, and they, they do sell it in the shop as well. Yes, the they hotel. do. It's, it's, it's expensive, though. <laughs> yes, More it really expensive. is. I mean, to be honest, Lamberger's it, it, like, oil is not that cheap. But it's cheaper no. than what they sell in the Disneyland Hotel. And, yeah, it, smell, it smells a bit... I'd say it smells a bit more authentic than the, the scents that you can buy in the hotel. But, you, but they are all of the same kind of breed. Um, it's. I mean, the only thing I'd say about this, the, the Disneyland Hotel is, I do feel a little bit um, not not unwelcome, but it's it's a five star resort. Yeah, and it's certainly got it, a bit of an air about it. It can be uncomfortable, and I've said the same thing about the Grand Floridian. Yes, um, 
Yeah, if anyone's gone to the Grand Floridian, like very similar vibe in there. Yeah, and and I don't know what it is that make, makes me feel like it. it. It just does feel like you kind of shouldn't be there. Yeah, and it's not the staff. I can't say no. it's the staff because I've never I've never had any kind of rude encounters with staff or anything like that. But I don't know. Maybe it's maybe it's the people that that stay there because yeah. they you know it's expensive to stay there. Like you uh, you know. You can probably stay for the same price of one, maybe one and a half nights in a Disneyland hotel that you could stay for three nights at the Santa Fe. Yeah. So, you know, the Disneyland hotel is on a lot of people's wish lists, but not many people get a chance to go. Not without saving up a lot of money first. And to be honest, most people I speak to would rather go to Disneyland Paris once or twice um, a year uh, and stay at uh, a resort, you know, at one of the lower resorts or even stay off property, which will also go into more detail on a future show, um, than stay at the Disneyland Hotel once. Yeah, I totally agree with that. But, I mean, it's it's a beautiful hotel to walk around. Um, It's going to go for quite an extensive refurb. Is it next year or is it 2020? I think it's 2020 because New York is closing at the beginning of next year. Right. So they're going to take the Hotel New York out completely. Um, It won't be available to stay in for a year. And then the Disneyland Hotel will will get the same fate. And that's because Uh, it's being turned into the Art of Marvel. Yes. Yeah. New York is being changed to the the Art of Marvel. So that's going to be a very long refurb. I mean, all the... I mean, Santa Fe got refurbed. I think that was the first one to get refurbed years ago now, maybe five or six years ago. They might have started that. Um, yeah. And they changed that to cars. Yeah. So, again, it wasn't like a massive refurb. but the No, rooms... and they'd, they'd already started doing little bits with cars. Like, they'd put that great big billboard on top of the hotel um, with lightning. Yeah, because when, uh-uh. when I first went, and, and up until they cha- that changed, it was a picture of... Um, or an artist's impression of Clint Eastwood uh, as the man with yes. no name. Yeah. Um, it wasn't actually him, but, you know, you could swear blind it was. It yeah. Was, it was that much like him. Um, but, yeah, so it, it didn't really have a theme other than it was, you know, kind of a a Mexican um, kind of town. Route 66, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there was a UFO that was, had crashed there that never had a proper backstory. Um, no. which is still there now. But otherwise, yeah. it was it was just like that, as you say. And then they started adding car steaming to the outside of the buildings and then in the rooms. Um, and I, then they did the same thing with uh, Cheyenne with Toy Story, as we mentioned earlier. Yeah. But at no time did the hotels close completely. They just closed sections no. off as they did the upgrades. Um, yeah, and I think I think that's the, the issue that they've, they've come across is people were, were moaning complaining that there was work going on um so this time they've decided to take just take the whole hotel out of out of commission for for a year until they're done and i'll 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 say now like i think it's going to cause a bit of an issue because if you take a whole hotel out then that means that the other hotels will be getting you know if not near capacity to actually sold out so you know i because i mean 
and again, I keep I keep saying this sentence, but because it's the first episode, but we will go into all these things in more detail as future episodes go on, because these are all really good talking points and lots of stories about them. Um, but when Disneyland first opened, um, you know, they had all these hotels built, like all the hotels that we've mentioned tonight, we've, we've named them all. They were there and they were open when it first opened back in 1992. And those hotels were nowhere near capacity. Um, in no. fact, they were closing some of the hotels um, during off seasons because of it, because, you know, the operational costs were, were more, you know, to keep them open with hardly anyone in them than if they closed some and moved them into another hotel. Um, so, but we're now at a stage where, you know, it's kind of recovered from that. People are generally staying there for um, longer periods because there's an extra park there as well. Um, and so, you know, their hotel capacity is, is you know, in a much healthier state than it was uh, back in the early 90s. Um, so, yeah, so, I, you know, I, I think it might mean it's a bit harder. It will be a bit harder while that is closed. Yeah. Because of that. And I, I was really surprised that they didn't actually, because there's been rumours that they're working on new hotels all the time. Um, I was surprised that they didn't start building a new one first. Mm. Um, there's plenty of room still around the lake um, where the bulk of these hotels are set. And we're, I'm sure we'll talk about the, the lake as well at some some other point. Um but yeah, there's there's plenty of room on the other side of the lake opposite Sequoia Lodge um, that hasn't been used, and I'm sure that's what it's set aside for. But yeah, taking down a whole hotel is going to put some strain on on the others. Mm. Um, whether it forces people into staying at the Disneyland hotel, we'll see, or whether it forces people to to the offsite hotels, um, which I'm sure it probably will um, more likely to go that way. Yeah, you could you could well be right because you know when we say offsite hotels, I mean there's there's two places really that I kind of consider to be a, a more viable option, which is the hotels that are still on property but just not Disney hotels. So we are staying in one of those this time, and it'll be my we first are. time uh, staying in one of those. And there's I think four of those hotels. Yes, now. there's B and B, which yeah. is the newest one. Um, I stayed there last year. There's uh, the Magic Circus. Um, so we're staying at this year. Yep. yep. Um, I can't even remember which what the other ones are called. Is there Dream uh, Castle? The, yeah, there's Dream Castle and there's the Kyriad. Yeah. As well, which is the yep. one I no, I stayed because I went a like, couple of times last year um, and didn't stay on property. I actually stayed at the Kyriad and the B and B. Uh, at one stage or another last year, I stayed at the Kyriad for the, the 25th anniversary. Um, so I've actually stayed in three of the four. Okay. Um, and, and as well as that, there's also um, a town nearby called um, Val de Europe. Um, and and there you get... Um, it, it's a small town and it was built... It, it, it's a little bit like a, a town we talked about before on, on Disaster Dark uh, Celebration over in, in Florida. And it was a town that was kind of built and paid for by Disney. 
as a place for um, you know workers to be able to to live in and be its own kind of little community. So Valley Europe is very much based on that kind of idea, and it, it it's very weird when you go there because in a way, in a strange way, it almost feels like it's a like a Lego town to me. <laughs> yeah, like it feels very precise in 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 how it's been designed. Um, but it's literally one stop away on the tube. So for people that have never been to Disneyland Paris, there is a train station right outside Disneyland Paris, um, you know, right near the gates of the park. There's a train station that takes you there. Um, and uh, so it's one stop away on the tube, or it's about 10 minutes on a bus, yeah. of which most hotels have their own bus or share a, share a shuttle bus. Um, and there are other paid buses that you can go on as well. And, it, it, you know, you're looking at a couple of euros, um, whether you use the tube or whether you use a bus to get to the park. So it's, they're not far away at all. Um, but there's quite a few hotels there. So um, some of those are nearer than others to the, the train station. Um, but it's a nice little town to stay in. Um, you do get people that stay further afield as well. That's um, staying in some yep. of the towns outside of that, going towards Paris itself. Because um, the other thing, just like a lot of these things are called, Disneyland Paris isn't actually in Paris. No. It's about 40, 50 minutes away from Paris, the centre of Paris. Yeah. Yeah. So I it's, think it's about 30, 35 miles altogether, I think. Yeah, something like that. Something like that. Um,. Oh, there's a Redison Blue as well, I think, at Disneyland Paris. Yes, yes. on site. Yeah, Redison Blue. So there's, yep. there's, there's another hotel there as well. Um, but yeah, and I've stayed at Valde Europe myself quite a few times. I think you've stayed there before, haven't you, as well? Yes, yeah. So I can't remember which hotel it was, though. Yeah, because there's quite a few. Um, but yeah, so you do have that kind of variety. Um so we'll talk about that more and the kind of pros and cons from staying on property and off property in future shows. Um, but you did mention as well Disney Village. Yes. Yeah, we've got, we've got uh, Paris's own version of Downtown Disney or Disney Springs. It's, you can't compare compare it to the other two. It's, it's very small in comparison. Um, we have got some of the same things. We've got a Rainforest Cafe. Um, we've got Planet Hollywood and, best of all, an Earl of Sandwich, <laughs> um, eating-wise. Then you've got you've got a few bars as well. There's the, the sports bar. Um, there's Billy Bob's yeah. as well. Mm-hmm. Um, you've also got um, a steakhouse, and I can't remember for the life of me what it's called. It's called the Steakhouse. Um, is it just called the Steakhouse? Sure I've walked past called, it so I'm many sure times. I'm sure it's just called the Steakhouse. I'm going to look it up while, while, while we talk yeah. about that. Um, you've also got some other franchises. You've got um, Vapiano's, an Italian restaurant, um, which is another export from the States. You've got Five Guys, um, and you've got McDonald's. Um, and then to top it off, you have also got a, what is now a character meal again. It's it's on and off being a character meal, but you've got Cafe Mickey's mm-hmm. right at the the top of, of Disney Village. And then you've obviously got the usual shopping places you've got uh a world of disney which is it's fairly new it's only maybe 10 years is it since they built that no. might not even be that long now no not, it was 2012 i think yeah yes 
yeah, I I got it in my head. I couldn't remember whether it was there when we went the first time or not, but it, it couldn't have been. It must have been later on. Um, yeah, because it was only the, the Disney store that was there at the time when we went. So there's there's a few little Disney shops as well selling different things. There's like a, a boutique that sells a bit more designer-looking Disney clothes, mm-hmm. I suppose you could say. Then you've got the, the gallery, which sells... I love the gallery. Uh, so do I. That's the one that I always end up going in, mm. uh, which sell the, the Art on Demand posters, which I still haven't bought one, but I am going to... Oh, I'm looking uh, at two as we speak, actually. I've got Phantom Manor up on my wall, and I've also got one from not my favourite restaurant, but the first one that I ever ate in, so it used to be my favourite, um, which is Casey's Corner. I've got like a vintage Casey's Corner kind of advert poster that they, they have there as well. The one that I keep looking at is that picture of Walt walking through the, the castle. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. At Disneyland. Yeah. Um, I keep looking at it every time I go in there and I, I press the buttons and I'm like, <laughs> do I do it or not? But I also I collect, as I've said on on Diz After Dark, I collect Disney traditions as well. Mm-hmm. So there's a huge selection of, of Disney traditions in there and they also used to sell animations in there. In fact, it was one of the last places that had them in yeah. Paris. I bought my first ever one in there, which was a Series 2 9-inch. Yeah. Um before I even knew what vinyl machines were, I just thought, well, that looks nice. And, and it kind of got um, bought by my wife. On We had like a, a, a mini moon after we got married. Um, before we, we was going to Disney, uh, we was going to, do, to walk Disney World for our actual honeymoon because it's where we got engaged. Um, but we were saving that for the year after. So we took a few days to go there and that's what came back with us on that trip. Um, but they still have like, you know, as well as Disney traditions, they have you know normally a, a good selection of snow globes and other kinds yeah. of statues and and other types of of art as well. Yeah. Um, there's some I don't, I've not seen any for a while, but I used to have um, actual animation cells for yes. films, um, which are yeah, very yeah. expensive but also very beautiful to look at. Um, but yeah, you could lose yourself. It's not a particularly big shop at all, but you no, could but you lose can, yourself you can, in there for a while. Yeah, you can dip in and out as well. You can go in one day, walk 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 out, not see anything, and then go back in the next day and spot something different. Um, I also like the fact that it's got the gallery up the stairs. Yeah. Um, with actual proper artwork. Yeah. Um, not that I could afford any of it, but it's still lovely to to go and look at. Yeah. Yeah. There. And then you've got a, a Lego store there as well. Um, yeah, that's that's very new. I think that was 2014, I want to say, that opened. Yeah. It's not been there that yeah. long. Been there no, a few it definitely years. Hasn't, hasn't been there that long. Um, and then you've got like a, a candy store right at the, the end. And and I missed out one of the, the main restaurants, and that's... Yeah. Uh, which is t- taking up a fairly big chunk of real estate. In Disney Village, yeah, yeah, it's been there. It's been there since opening. Um, yeah, it's one of the few that hasn't really changed too much. Did you did you say Planet Hollywood earlier as well? Yes, and yeah, King Ludwig's. Um, yeah, Planet Hollywood came later than 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 that, but um, yeah, Next was there the first time. Disney Village has changed quite a bit over the years. Yeah. Um, if I remember rightly, I'm sure Cafe Mickey used to be like. LA Cafe or something. It it wasn't yeah. Disney themed at all, um, and, I th- and I'm pretty sure that Cafe Mickey is the only. Now it's got it back again. 
is the only restaurant to offer Disney character dining outside of a Disney park. Or, or Disney property. Well, there's one. Where's that? On the boardwalk. Is there really? I didn't know yeah. that. Yeah, Tutorial Al Porno, I believe is the, the name. They've got a Bon Voyage, bon voyage breakfast where they have a set of prin- two sets of princesses and prints. Okay. Um, that's fairly new as well. I think that only opened last year. Yeah, and um, the board, you don't actually need a park ticket, do you? No. Okay. That's so. interesting. Um, but yeah, it was like you know, it's quite unusual because at Cafe Mickey's yeah. you do get you normally get some of the Fab Five. So Mickey is always a given. Um, yep. And you normally get Goofy, Pluto. You sometimes get Donald or Daisy. Yeah, um, you normally get Minnie as well, I think. And then you get normally get some randoms. Like we went one one year and we got um, Stitch, Smee. Um, you know, instead of like having Donald or Goofy. Yeah. Um, so it can be a bit random as well at times, but you get yeah. Mickey at least. So yeah, we got we got one morning. We got the White Rabbit. Hmm. Eeyore. And I'm sure there was one other one as well that was really okay. random. And that was when we went in for breakfast. Okay. Yeah, um, Geppetto. They like to have Geppetto in there. Geppetto okay. we've seen in Inventions. Okay. Um, in fact, that was that's a little story. I'll, I'll do a Chris Ripley. Um, <laughs> little story. We went to Inventions the, the first time. We did it completely off the cuff. We weren't, weren't going. And we thought, we'll just go up and have a look and have a sit in the area. And we said, maybe we'll go tomorrow. Um, we just kind of went up and was asking how much and they went oh we can fit you in now if you want so we went in and we literally there must have been about three families in the whole restaurant wow because there was only like an hour an hour and a half left before they closed before they changed to their evening evening buffet so we're sitting there and the characters are coming round and and all of a sudden Rafiki comes out (laughs) starts running around and Geppetto's behind him with a banana. <laughs> shaking this banana at Rafiki and they're, they're just running around playing, playing with each other and it's just it's ridiculous. And then we were literally the last family in there. Everybody else had gone and Mickey and Minnie came and sat with us and were literally taking sweets off of Sam's plate and, and everything and playing, playing with his hair and all sorts of things, just completely random. And literally, they stayed with us until they closed. Wow. And that's one of the best experiences I've ever had at a, a character dining anywhere. Yeah. I mean, that, like, when you get stuff like that, because, you know, that's luck. Yeah. You know what I mean? You know, it was because you, it probably was because you were, like, the last ones in there and everything like that. Yeah. So that's why you got that extra time. Um, but I remember we went to Cafe Mickey's once and we was sat upstairs and it wasn't particularly busy up there so um Smee got me uh, sorry not Smee Stitch got me to get up out of my seat so he could have a romantic meal with my wife and I'd take pictures of them you know he's like kind of holding a hand and that um across the table and it was it was great and you you know you can be very lucky with those interactions I mean 
I generally find character interactions to be pretty good. Uh, you'll always have someone yeah. who didn't have a particularly good experience because a restaurant was busy and they didn't spend as much time as you'd like them to yeah. and, and stuff, and it happened. Um, and I will say, like, and I, I don't think this is right or, or wrong. It's probably more version on the, on the right side. But, you know, if you are there with a small child um, or a baby, <laughs> that you normally, it helps. you do normally get a bit more fuss. Yeah. To be fair, but I, I mean, the thing is, we've done it, you know, before kids and and after kids, um, and we've we've always been quite lucky in character interactions. Um, we've always had, you know, good experiences and 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 you know, reasonable time with characters. Um, but uh, but yeah, so I, I know that's not everyone's, and I, I do feel a bit sad when people say they didn't have a particularly good interaction or they felt a bit rushed yeah. because it does you know, affect the magic a little bit, but, uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think, yeah, I think that kind of covers the, the village pretty well. Um, happy to talk about, I, I think other than, other than King Ludwig's and the steakhouse, I think I've eaten in every restaurant there. Um, yeah. I, oh, I'll tell you what I haven't done actually. That you've ever done this. Have you ever done, um, the Wild West show. No, we, we've talked about it. We've, we're kind of planning the next time we go out as a family that we might go and do it, no. if it's still there. That rules it out on our trip then in September. Well, uh, we, can, uh, well we can see, because I'm sure it won't be as busy. If it doesn't affect races, then possibly. Um, yep. But yeah, I mean, that's that's been something that's been there since opening, and um, yeah, it still seems very popular. Um, yeah. You know, the only time I know that... Uh, a place like that has had a show was when they had Cirque du Soleil at uh, Disney Village, uh, sorry, downtown Disney and now Disney Springs. Um, you know, it's not particularly common to have a show like that, but that lasts, I think, about 12 years or so that yeah. recently closed down. Um, so I think it's the only place like that left that's got a show like that. Um, and they, they did introduce, I think, a about six or seven years in, they introduced Disney characters into the show. There was no Disney characters at all. Now there is. Um, but yeah, I mean, I've, n- I've never really heard people have bad experiences about it. It's just been one no. of those things that um, we've never planned into a trip. We've always been too busy about what we're going to do in the parks or where we're going to eat, and it's never really come up. But it's one of those things that I would like to do before it closes, certainly. Yeah. Yeah, and as we say, there's, there is a huge expansion or or refresh of of disney village coming our way as well um that we don't know anything about at the moment yeah so um but yeah so if there's anything that we've talked about in this episode that you would like to hear us talk more uh in more detail about then please let us know discover dlp pod on twitter and discover dlp pod at gmail.com are the details so if there's anything that you want us to talk about in more detail in in order we will do otherwise we'll just pick stuff that we've already talked about on this show that we said we'd expand <laughs> upon um but yeah we'd love to have your feedback um anything that you want us to talk about please let us know i think we'll do episodes about staying on property staying off property anyway and we'll talk more about yeah. some of the old attractions that are now gone and the history there but yeah, we want this to be as interactive as possible. So um, let us know. Yeah.
Yeah, thanks everybody. That's a good first episode, I think, just to uh, set out our stall. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's you know, I thought it'd be a first episode that lasts about 20 minutes, but we've gone full <laughs> disaster dark hour mode. So thank yeah. you for sticking with us. And um, I think we're going to aim to do these monthly, um, depending yeah. on schedules. We might we might do two a month. It, it all depends. Yeah. But we're going to at least aim to start off doing these monthly. So um gives you plenty of time to give us um, your questions or things you want us to discuss. Um, and we'll see you for the next one, which... Uh, will also, I suppose, involve us discussing our upcoming trip. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, God, it is, yeah. Literally only two months away. Oh, it's getting close. We better we better yeah. up our training regime, I think. Yeah. Well, I certainly will anyway. Yeah. Um, but yeah, thank you, and we'll see you on the next episode. Au revoir. Podcast is part of the After Dark Podcast.